Please stand for the reading of today's New Testament lesson from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you, Brother Andy. Please be seated. Thank you, Brother Andy, for reading our scripture lesson. If you guys remember back in fall of 2020, we began a year-long sermon series entitled Walking with Jesus, where we discovered together the prayer life of Jesus with our sermon series, Teach Us to Pray, as we explored the many ways Jesus would pray and invite us to pray. The power of Jesus with our sermon series, Powerful, as we explored the many powerful ways Jesus performed miracles. The prophecy of Jesus with our sermon series, Family Tree, which were birth stories, where together we discovered the family tree of Jesus and we realized that we are part of Jesus's family tree. The preaching of Jesus, with our sermon series, Reorientation, where through the parables of Jesus, we learn to refocus or reorient our understanding on the meaning of the message. And this previous sermon series, The Passion of Jesus, we journey together throughout the book of Matthew to study the short final period in the life of Jesus from the anointing, the last supper, the betrayal, the arrest, the trial, the denial, all the way to the cross, and Easter Sunday was resurrection. Amen and amen. And today we will begin our new sermon series, Kindred Hearts, where we will focus on, for the next upcoming weeks, the people of Jesus. As we explore the call stories of the people of Jesus, and through these stories, we will be invited to think together about our connection as people of God and our common walk that we share together as kindred hearts. I love to hear people share call stories, to witness the expressions on people as they share. For an example, the light that's in their eyes and the glow of their skin and the smile on their face. And sometimes there's tears in their eyes and tears running down their faces. It is so amazing how they remember so many details. Some people remember where they were, what they were doing. They remember, hmm, I had this outfit on. I remember the date. I remember the time. In sharing their stories, we come to know more about the person. 
My prayer today, with the help of the Holy Spirit, is that we will get to know more about the people of Jesus and our connection through kindred hearts. Let us pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you for allowing me to be your messenger. Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Holy Spirit, rise up, take over, take control. This is not my sermon. This is your sermon, Lord Jesus. Preach it the way you will have it preached. Holy Spirit, let the words roll out of my tongue and come out of my mouth that are pleasing and acceptable to you and everyone that is listening and or watching. May they hear a word from them. May they know that it is you speaking to them, God, speaking through them and for them, God. So speak, Lord, speak, Lord, for we, your servants, are listening. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. So last week was Easter Sunday. And scripture tells us there was these three women and they were going to the empty tomb and they got everything. They trying to check on Jesus. Isn't it funny about women? We always remember, you know, we, we keep these dates in our minds and we remember and we show up to appointments. You know, that's just a woman's thing, right? No offense to you men. It's just something that God blessed us women with. And so here are these women, they get up real early. I mean, even before the brothers, you know, the brothers probably still trying to figure things out. The women are gone. So scripture tells us that on that Easter Sunday that the women are the first witnesses of the empty tomb. And the angel of the Lord tell them, fear not for Jesus is not here. He has risen. He has risen indeed. And then he says, and go and tell the others that he has risen. What scripture says that they don't hesitate. They don't think about it. They don't gossip. They don't say, I can't believe it. Scripture says immediately they go out running to go tell somebody about Jesus. And along the way on the path, scripture tells us that Jesus meets the women on the way. And when Jesus meets them there, they're looking at him because they can't figure it out. <laughs> but you know, scripture says that my sheep would know my voice, <laughs> right? So if you didn't know if the women were his sheep, they are. Because Jesus says, Mary, Mary. And she says, Rabbi, Rabbi, teacher, Father, Lord. Immediately, insulin, when she heard the shepherd's voice, the sheep said, Jesus. She knew who was speaking to her. And Jesus says, go and tell my brothers to meet me in Galilee. And right, that's amazing, you know, because at that point, something has flipped. Because normally men tell the women what to do. But here, with this encounter with Jesus, these women are commissioned by Jesus to go and to tell the first witnesses to see him are women, and yet he doesn't say, because you're a woman, I shall not preach, I cannot teach. No, he says, go and tell my brothers to meet me in Galilee. And that's powerful, because it's like a code, right? Like, meet me in Galilee. Scripture doesn't say, like, up the street, around the corner, three blocks on the mountain. It just says, meet me in Galilee. And those that I connected, his disciples, his brothers, they know exactly where Jesus is talking about. The final words of Matthew's gospel are Jesus's commission to his disciples. Scripture says, now the 11 disciples 
went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. Now you notice it started out there was 12, but now there's only 11 disciples. Due to the betrayal and death of Jesus, there's only 11. The disciples did exactly as the women told them. These men listened to these women's instructions. They didn't say, oh, there they go. You know how they do. It's always them three stirring up something, making something up. No, this tells us that the urgency in the women's voice, it tells us that these men trusted these women. It tells us that they are kindred hearts, right? That they are connected by the same spirit. So when these women speak to these men, they know it's urgency and we've got to go. Now, Galilee is where it all began, remember? And now it marks the place of the new beginning. And why on a mountain? Hmm. Maybe because mountains are significant to both Jesus and the disciples. Remember on the mountain is where Jesus is tempted by Satan. On the mountain is where Jesus delivers the sermon on the mount. On the mountain is where the disciples witness the transfiguration of Jesus. Scripture says, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. So the first thing I see is when they saw. So when they saw means that Jesus was already there. <laughs> Jesus had went on before the disciples as always to meet them at the place that he sends them. It's just like that for us today. Jesus always goes to the place before us, meeting us there at the place that Jesus calls us to go, to do, and to serve. Jesus is already there. Because Jesus never asks anything of us that Jesus hasn't already done. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, this action of worship, it says that they worship, so they bow him, they fall at his feet, and they worship him. Now, normally, in that time when you worship someone, you worship political leaders and emperors and kings and lords, lowercase. Yet, on this mountain, it is directed the worship towards Jesus King of kings, lords of lords, ruler of all things. But then it says that some doubted him. The presence of doubt could mean two things. Maybe the doubt was like fear and a little faith. Maybe that indicated that, you know, somewhere in between there is where you will find us. We're either worshiping God or maybe sometimes we doubt God or we fear God or we don't understand. So that tells me that imperfect people are the people that Jesus calls and we fall somewhere in between there from worship and doubt. Or doubt meaning, wait a minute. Now, the way God works in the world when one dies and one is buried, 
One does not come back. Now, I know we saw Lazarus rise from the grave, but Jesus was here to do that. We understand that. But in this situation, we know that Jesus hung on that cross and Jesus died on that cross and we buried him in that tomb and it was a big stone and how could this be? My eyes are playing tricks on me. Wait a minute. What I'm witnessing right now is not how God normally operates and functions in the world. Just like us. We know the story of Jesus. We have the word of God. We read it over and over and over and over again. We know he's not in the tomb. We know that Jesus has risen. We know that Jesus is alive evermore. We know that Jesus is with us. We know the story. We have more to work with than the disciples of old age, yet we too doubt at times. But what I love about Jesus is when you're connected to Jesus, he will not allow you to stay in that state that you're in. So scripture says that Jesus came and said to them just to cool it out, to calm everybody, to remove the doubt and the confusion, just in case you don't know who I am, let me tell you. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So just in case you didn't know who I was, I'm it. It's me. Your eyes are not playing tricks. It's me. I have authority from God. I'm over everything. God has given Jesus authority over heaven and earth. And if you remember in the book of Daniel, Daniel speaks and prophesizes of a vision and an event that he saw. Hear these words. As I watched in the night visions, I saw one like a human being coming with the clouds of heaven. And he came to the ancient one and was presented before him. To him was given dominion and glory and kingship that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away. And his kingship is one that shall never be destroyed. Right there on the mountain that day, the prophecy was manifested. They knew the scripture, so they knew he is standing here. He has all authority. This is he, the Messiah, the chosen one, the anointed one, the son of man, the son of God, our Lord, our Savior, the one we walked with, ate with, saw miracles. This is him. Oh, this is him. We are with Jesus. And Jesus doesn't have time to waste. You know, that's one thing about Jesus. When he's on a mission, he has to keep the train moving. So Jesus tells them, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
At this moment, the disciples' mission has changed from the mission that Jesus gave them before. In Matthew chapter 10, verses 5 through 6, here is their previous mission. These 12, Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You see, at that point, the mission of Jesus and his disciples was for the Jews. Remember, Jesus is accused of being the king of the Jews. The disciples were told not to go anywhere by the Gentiles, but only to the Jews. Yet after the resurrection, the king of the Jews is now the king of the world. Therefore, the mission has expanded to all nations, not just the little baby born in Bethlehem, the little baby that was going to be the king of the Jews and hung on the cross because they said, he says he is the king of the Jews. No, now because of the resurrection and the fulfillment of scripture, he has all power and all authority. So therefore... He is the king of all nations. So now we don't have this corner. We got the whole piece. And he tells them specific instructions. He says, and when you baptize, you don't dip them and bring them up. You don't sprinkle them and send them on their way. You don't half step. He says that when you baptize, you must baptize in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now though the Trinity is not named in the Bible, right here at this instant, Jesus affirms the existence of the triune God. Later today, we will share in partaking of communion where we will be in communion with God, with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the saints past, the saints present, and the saints of the future, and to the world. Discipleship is the great commission. The disciples and us are to go and tell that Jesus is risen. We are to go and tell somebody our story. We are to go and tell somebody about God. Let me tell you about my friend. What you see now is not how it used to be. Let me tell you what happened to me. Let me tell you about my role on Damascus when Jesus showed up and resurrected me. And he says, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Now, here is the key. You can baptize them in the name of God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, but that's not enough. You have to respond to the grace that God has given you. So that means you've got to walk the walk and talk the talk. As they say, put up. Or shut up. And he says, and notice Jesus says, teach them everything 
I have commanded you. <laughs> Remember, I told you in the beginning that Jesus has gone before us and Jesus never asked anything of us that Jesus hasn't already done. Jesus obeyed his father. Jesus always did the will of his father. And so now, by that same authority that Jesus had, he commands his disciples to obey every command. From that same authority that Jesus has over his 11, he's telling this 11, now I'm giving you the power to go out into the world and make disciples and to teach them everything I taught you. Now I want you to go and tell people what you saw and what you heard when you were with me. I want you to go out there and tell the story. Somebody will write it and for years to come, they will always know the story. So keep on keeping on and making disciples. But you see, you can't disciple anyone if you yourself ain't a disciple. You can't ask anything of someone else if you're not doing it yourself. As disciples, we must exemplify the walking, living, talking, serving, witness, loving, doing of Jesus. The world must see the spirit of Jesus alive and active. Not just alive, but active in everything that we do and we say. People should see the word of God in you. And lastly, he says, and this is the promise. It sounds hard. You got to go out here and you got to tell people about Jesus and you got to baptize them in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And then you got to tell these people that they got to do everything that Jesus commanded us to do and you got to tell them all this stuff that Jesus done. But once again, the final promise in the Gospel of Matthew. Remember John 14 when Jesus tells the disciples, do not let your heart be troubled. And he says, I'm going to go and prepare up a place for you. And where I'm going, you will know where I'm going. I'm going to come back and get you. And he says, I am with you always to the end of the age. Remember in John 14 when Jesus says, but when I leave, I will not leave you orphan. I will send the advocate, the counselor, my spirit from God in me to you. He said in his word, I will send my Holy Spirit to you. All the power that I have, you have. Everything that I am, you are. Because I'm with you to the end of the age. As long as my spirit is alive and active in you, you can do the impossible. As long as my spirit is alive and active in you, wherever I send you, I've already been and you know I am there and you go. Wherever I am, you are. Whatever I am, you are. Remember, you know the story. It started a long time ago in a little old town of Bethlehem. 
when the baby was born, Emmanuel, God is with us. God kept God's promise to God's people through hell and high water. God has never left us. And just in case you forgot, Jesus says, I am with you always. Jesus has all authority. Go preach to all nations. I am with you always. Look at that. All. 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 Not some. A little bit. But all. When Jesus died, that wasn't the end of the story. Jesus sent his spirit to be with us always. What a loving God we serve. A God that keeps his promise to be with us forever and always. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, let the church say amen.